This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. About there. Well, good morning, everyone, again. By the way, if you were interested in helping and uh, supporting, we have got little flyery things you can fill in with your details and stuff. It is a South African one at the moment because we're waiting for a rebrand when everything's going to be done all nice and fresh, but... Please, we don't want to stop you being able to get involved and um, we can take your details now and then we can get hold of you again later. And uh, th- that your details will only be kept by us as well, only by harvesters. We won't be giving them away to everyone else just so that we're up to date with things. Amen. Good, it's great, isn't it? And so, I'm just so privileged to have friends like Ruth and Phil in our lives who not only have been with us, since what, how old was, were we? I don't know. Sarah, especially when they were really tiny, but um, also in in ministry as well, because it's so good to have friends that come alongside you and encourage you and support you in that way. Because we can't do life on our own, can we? What's the saying? If you want to travel far, take someone with you. Yeah. If you want to travel quick, go on your own. But if you want to travel far, take someone with you. Amen. Now we're gonna join a journey this morning actually and uh, the title of my message <laughs> is shipwrecks can open up the way okay shipwrecks can open up the way so who, who where do you think we're going paul we're going to acts chapter 28 the actual shipwreck is in chapter 27 now if i was to ask you um this morning what what is a wreck? <laughs> Some of you might say, have a look here. <laughs> okay? And what it basically means is that you're falling apart. Yes? Anyone feel like you've fallen apart at times? And a, a shipwreck is a boat that's fallen apart. It can't sail anymore. So what happens? It either grounds, smashes, the sea takes it, or whatever it might mean. You might have a financial wreck. We talk about we might have a personal wreck. We might have a relationship wreck, whatever they might be. But shipwrecks can open the way. Okay, So let's just read. Paul has had his shipwreck. And let's see what happened when God was involved in this shipwreck. Acts chapter 28. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood and, as he put it on the fire, a viper, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to one another, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and (coughs) suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or to suddenly fall dead but after waiting a long time i wonder how long that was okay waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him they changed their minds and said he was a god there was an estate nearby that belonged to publius the chief official on the island he welcomed us to his home and for three days entertained us hospitably his father was sick in bed suffering from fever and dysentery Paul went in to see him, and after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. They honoured us in many ways, and when we were ready to sail, 
they furnished us with the supplies that we needed. Amen. As you know, we live in Cornwall, and uh, in the olden days, going back two, three hundred years, wrecks were the thing. In fact, that's how a lot of Cornwall people lived. In fact, they actually caused a lot of the wrecks by flashy lights, getting people to think that's the lighthouse, and it wasn't, and then they would actually come in and, and crash, and then they would go, all the pe- people from the ship would come on, onto the beaches, all you know, wounded and things like that. They would kill them, and then they would take all the gold or whatever they had on their boats. And um, Cornwall is known for its pirates, and it's, uh, I was going to say a pirate joke then, but I won't. <laughs> but there's a clash of cultures, isn't there, in this whole story? And uh, we're going to look at that a little bit later on. In Acts 27, as I said, you'll see Paul and the 275 other people that are on ship. They're heading for Italy. Nice place to go, isn't it? Yes. They're heading to Rome, an even nicer place to go. Perhaps not in that day, because that's the place where they used to... Um, put Christians in the lion's den and use them for their torches in their garden parties and and things like that. So Paul, he was actually fulfilling God's word to him. You remember his conversion back in earlier in the chapter, a few chapters of the book of Acts. And when he meets and um, and he just gets saved, God says to him through um, Ananias that he was going to be a man that would come before kings and princes. Okay. Paul himself knew God's promises on his life. From the very outset of his conversion, he knew that God had a plan for his life and that one day he was going to meet Caesar, yeah? who at that time was probably the king of the known world, the one in charge. You can read about that, as I said, through the book of Acts. As we go through the book of Acts, many people tried to persuade him not to go to Jerusalem, not to go here, there and everywhere. But he knew that he was going to have to go through suffering in order to get there. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And then there's a point where he's in Jerusalem and they're trying him and they find out that he is a Roman and that causes them huge problems because they didn't realise that. And so Paul, what does he do? He appeals to Caesar. He appeals to Rome. He wants to be judged by his own people and in the right way because God had told him right at the very beginning of his conversion that one day he was going to speak before kings. He was holding on to the promises of God and he knew that there'd be lots of things that will get in the way in order to fulfil that. But what we see about Paul here in this whole story is that even when there's a shipwreck, he's still on a mission. Okay? God is still working. People are still being saved and healed. Isn't that amazing? And God uses, you know, they're on the way to Italy, and I don't know, I haven't got my geography up here, but they're on the way to Italy. The storm comes and they get diverted. They didn't even know where they were, but it was Malta. And they ended up on Malta, and the whole island comes to hear Paul and all the sick come and get cured see wherever Paul went whatever happened in his life he was still on a mission he was still a Christian he didn't give up oh this is too tough for me I'm not going to be a Christian now wait for it to get better he was a Christian all the time he was a missionary an evangelist whatever you want to call him all of the time so whatever happened to him he used it to God's advantage or to his advantage in seeing other people saved that, that's a huge thing for us to grasp this morning. Ruth, I'm so glad she got up and said all about having a tough week and everything else like that. Your tough week, your shipwreck in just a little microcosm, okay, there's an opportunity there for God to make a way, for God that's to right. do something. Right. And we've got to be on the ball that we're still a Christian when things go wrong. Yeah. I know you know that, but we need to realise that afresh and anew. What am I going to do in this huge problem that I'm facing right now? Yeah, how am I going to 
reach out to others in I, I you know I really need to be looking after myself Paul doesn't say that at all does he he was wanting the 275 people on board to all be kept safe yeah he wasn't thinking about himself because he, he was safe in God's plan he knew he was going to get to Rome one day and speak before kings because he had the promise of God's word in his life so the storm doesn't make him give up okay the storm doesn't change his purpose okay it becomes another opportunity to preach the kingdom of God even when he, you can read the last we'll read the last two verses shall we of the book of Acts I love the last two verses there's no amen at the end as if that's it you know it's continuing and we're part of Acts 29 aren't we yeah. today and uh, Paul even though he's under house arrest he's still preaching the gospel even though he's in chains at times he's still preaching the gospel even though he's in prison or under house arrest he's still writing these wonderful epistles that we are benefiting from today just read those last two verses for two whole years Paul's in Rome now he's got to Italy by the way he stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to him boldly and without hindrance he preached the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ that's what he did under house arrest in Rome isn't that incredible he didn't let anything stop him from being a Christian he didn't let anything stop him being that missionary he was a missionary you know we do you ever use that um, symbol of the stick of rock with the Jesus in the middle of it you know what do you know that phrase have you heard that picture before Paul was like that he had Jesus going through the core of his being it doesn't matter how bad the world sucked on him okay Jesus was still there all the time okay didn't matter how much he got broken Jesus was in every bit yes and that's what we see from this story and we're going to go through it verse by verse in a minute and just take out some of the way in which God takes us on mission. I'm not talking about going to other countries of the world. I'm talking about you being a missionary in your workplace, in your school, in your home, in your family, in your street. These steps work in these, this, that, the same way. So, shipwreck, shipwrecks open up the way. Verse 1, go back to chapter 28, shall we? Once safely on shore, you just feel the relief, can't you? Yeah, you've been two weeks, you know, fighting a storm. Everyone is absolutely tired out. I was going to say a stronger word then. Absolutely shattered, right? absolutely starving, although they'd eaten a bit. They've thrown everything off board. Finally, they're on dry land. And if you've been on a voyage and it's been a bit choppy, okay, and it's just nice to go, oh, terra firma. It's just so good to be back on land again. There is a verse when Paul talks about what he's been through in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. He said that he was actually a day and a night in the sea. Yeah, I don't know if it was the same, same thing that happened here in this, in this part of, of Acts. But he knew what it was to, <laughs> to be floating around. To be in the total abuse of the things around him. You can't do much in a storm up and down, can you? You cannot do anything. You've just got to give in to it and just grab onto something with all your might. But now they found themselves on dry land. You see, a shipwreck, okay, when God is with you in the shipwreck, he'll always bring you to a, a safe place. He'll always bring you through to dry land. Amen? There might be another storm and another shipwreck coming, but he'll always bring you to a place where you can stand up again and know 
God's blessing. God brings us through. Isn't that the story of the Bible? Yeah? God brings us through. God brings us to a place where we can actually minister because of what's happened. And that's what we see in this story. So they found themselves on the shore. Phew. It's a relief. Verse 2. The islanders showed unusual favour or unusual kindness to them. When you look at uh, Malta and what it was like in those days, in fact, the older versions say they were, they were um, natives or barbarians. Okay? You know, you get to, oh, we're on safe ground. We're on, we've just landed. It's Malta. We all know Malta is a holiday destination. But hang on a minute. They're barbarians. But these barbarians, and this is where God is in these shipwrecks. God turns these barbarians, these native people, to show them unusual kindness. That's why I think um, the writer Luke stresses the unusual kindness. These people were Phoenicians. These were, these were real pirates. Okay, They would have killed anyone if they could. Oh, that ship's coming in. Mind you, they chucked everything off before now. It was all lost, probably. There wasn't much uh, use left in it. But they, they, they were used to, you know, wheeling and dealing and doing things to people in order to get what they wanted. But they showed unusual kindness to Paul and his friends. Isn't that incredible? Yes. Look out for unusual kindness. Look out for people. When you're in that shipwreck, when things are going, that, that will just help you. Yeah, so, so often we think we've got to do everything ourselves, you know, and struggle on through. Just look out for someone who just wants to show unusual kindness to you. Do you know what I mean? They're there. God will bring them along. They've been through a lot. Think of Jesus when he went through the Garden of Gethsemane. I love that bit. And an angel tended to him. Isn't that lovely? God didn't leave Jesus. I mean, he did on the cross. Cause that, but at that moment in time in the Garden of Gethsemane, an angel came and tended to him. Isn't it lovely? And God does that in our times of need and storm. And shipwreck. They build a fire. It was, it was Malta and it was cold and raining. I can't get that. Okay? But they lit a fire. Okay? They lit a fire. Everyone was warmed up. Isn't that lovely? Yeah? They were shivering wrecks, literally. And here they are, all being warmed up. Okay? And that, that just speaks of fellowship, doesn't it? That just speaks of when you have a shipwreck, don't do it on your own. Get around others. Others can help warm you up after the shock of being in the sea and in the shock of having all that's gone on in our lives. Paul and the gang, of course, most of them probably would have been prisoners as well. They may have been murderers and whatever. They were all probably going to Rome to be tried, whatever it might be. So uh, isn't it just amazing? You've got a whole load of um, barbarians and Paul and his gang, whatever they were, all going to prison one way or another, and they all meet together and they all warm each other up round the fire. Isn't it great? Like David and his um, flock of men that just came from everywhere, that dishevelled and whoever they were. Verse 3. Paul was gathering some wood okay, to put on the fire. See, when you have a shipwreck, you need to still be doing something. Don't give up. Don't just sit back and say, oh, it's all gone on, you pity. Paul got out there and he started collecting wood. Now, I presume that everyone else was collecting wood as well. You know, anyone like doing bonfires and uh, barbecues and things like that and lighting fires as a family, whenever we go out and have a picnic, it's generally a sausage picnic where we find bits of wood. We make our own barbecue set with a bit of metal or a can or something like that. And we all get around the fire. And it is so fun because we're all looking for the wood. We all have a job to do. And then there's a satisfaction then of actually eating sausages together or out of the fire that you have made. 
I've gone off the task a bit there, but you can see that the feeling that's happening here as Paul gets involved, you know, he, he's a prisoner. You know, he didn't have to do, you know, I'm just going to Rome. You can do it all, the captain or the guard or whatever, let him do the job work. No, Paul got stuck in. Yeah, when things go wrong, don't set back, get involved more. That's how you do it. That's how you get through. And that's when things can go wrong again. <laughs> Because a snake came out because of the heat and bit him. That's the next verse, isn't it? Verse 4, a viper came out and bit him. Have you noticed, whenever you do something, not whenever, but very often when you do something right, you can be attacked for it. That's the world we're living in today, isn't it? We are trying as Christians. In fact, a really good podcast, I was saying this to Phil, if you want to read a really, uh, watch a really good podcast, is Tim Keller in the House of Commons last week. And he's talking on Christians being salt and light. And how he was appealing to Britain and to Theresa May, who was in front of him, let Christians be Christians. Let them be salt. Don't put out that light. Don't try and take away the flavor and the preservative they bring. We're not the meat. We're the salt. We're different. Salt is different to meat. We need to be different. Our world needs us to be different. Okay? But when we're different, we get attacked. Yeah? Things go wrong. The enemy doesn't like it. He's never liked righteousness. So Paul's doing all the right things, and yet he still got bitten. <laughs> Do you feel like that sometimes? I did everything right, and I still got a blimmin' bit a bite. And so just because you're following Jesus doesn't mean that life is without sudden attacks. And this was a sudden one. The shipwreck, which is obviously a big, bit bigger, still could have caused him to die. The snake could have caused him to die. One was a really, really big thing that happened over a period of two weeks. The snake bite was an instant. And the enemy does that, doesn't he? It can be a long, prolonged attack, or it could be an instantaneous attack. But Paul, he's still on his mission. He's still a Christian. He said, oh, I'm a snake now. I've been bit by a snake. I'm a snake now. I've just been bit by a snake. I'm going to give up. I'm going to lie back and wait for the poison to grab hold of my body. No. What is amazing is he, he shook it off. Isn't that amazing? Paul shook it off. It's a, a great friend. Some of us here this morning need to just shake off yeah. the attacks that are coming our way. Because some of them are obviously just the devil trying... Not everything is of the devil. I mean, blame him for far too many things, I think, sometimes. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But sometimes it is of the devil. And we need to shake it off. Yeah. We need to have a different attitude to the situation. Oh, I'm a bit by a snake. I'm going to die. I'm going to swell up. And I'm going to die slowly. <laughs> No, 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 shake it off. God's got a promise for me. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get to Rome. And I'm going to speak before kings. Verse 5 says that everyone saw it. Can you imagine? Paul has just been bitten by a snake. And they're all... Dun, dun, dun. When's he going to drop down dead? You know, they're all waiting for a reaction. They've all got expectations. There's probably loads of superstition. You can't get more superstitious people than sailors and pirates. Okay, you watched Pirates of the Caribbean, haven't you? So much superstition going on. Everything happens for a reason in their eyes, for a bad reason, for a good reason, and all that business. And they're waiting for him to drop dead or swell up and drop dead. The people are watching. See, people watch to your reaction when you get attacked. When the enemy, when life is tough, when you've just had a shipwreck or you've just been bitten by a snake, what's he going to do? How's he going to react to that? Is he going to die, give up and die? No, we're going to shake it off and we're going to carry on. Hallelujah. People are watching how we 
react. And so Paul shook it off. There was no ill effect. Now, this morning, I don't belittle anyone's problems here, anyone's uh, what you're going through. And we never do that, do we? Okay, some people are going through some really tough things, illness and things like that. We, are, we never belittle what people are going through. But there are times when we need to shake things off. There are times when we need to get to grips with things because God has got something far more in our lives. And in an instant, in their eyes, Paul went from a murderer. Oh, he's been bit by a snake. Ha, 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 he missed a storm. God didn't get in there. Now God's got him with a snake. And then he didn't drop dead. And immediately he goes from being a He must have been a murderer for that to happen to him. You know, Two bad things happening in a couple of weeks like that. Life-threatening things. And he goes from being a murderer to a god in just seconds. Isn't that amazing? And how God can change people's conception of you by the way you act to the attacks and the things that go wrong in your life. And if they see you acting in the right way, you can change their minds. Yeah. And then they're going to ask you, how did you do that? Who is your God that allows you to overcome like that and to carry on going? They're going to ask you those questions, aren't they? People are going to come to you. I saw you going through that really bad time with your family or with your health or with your finances or whatever it might be. I saw you go through it all and you were still a Christian through all of it. I want some of that. Please tell me about Jesus. (coughs) Verse 7. We're getting there, aren't we? He was welcomed by Publius. Okay, Now, Publius was a... Well, probably the most important man on the island. Yes? See how this is going? We just thought it was a shipwreck. Everything was falling apart. He's now actually getting to the main man of the island. God's promises is coming true, even in this situation, isn't it? That he would c- come before men, important men, kings and, and that. And here he is in front of Publius, the chief official on the island. Um, lots of mission- missionologists talk about having a finding a person of peace yeah someone and this is a person of peace in this story someone who can be like your ambassador and hallelujah he was the main man of the island he was a man of peace he accepted Paul and that would have meant that everyone else would have accepted Paul he did a great job for Paul didn't he and there are people around us okay that will speak well of us okay because they've seen what we've been through and they know how we've reacted and they'll tell others They'll attract others. So that person, Publius, we don't know if he got saved or not, but eventually everyone was coming because his um, father-in-law gets healed. And everyone from the island is coming, all because of this man of peace who opened up his home for those few days for Paul and his friends. It's lovely, isn't it? Hospitality. You know, all that they've been through, you know, it wasn't just that it was over. They would have needed a few days to rest, wouldn't they, in a nice home? And he looked after them with great hospitality and so his father was sick an opportunity for Paul to be the missionary that he was to bring healing into a situation yes this is how it goes this is the missionary walk that we see Paul undertaking not just to get to Rome but every day he's on this call he's waiting for these opportunities that that the problems of life bring to be able to share Jesus and to minister Jesus Christ and the miracle happens And this is what opens the way for the rest of the island. Isn't that a great verse, verse 8? His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went to see him, and after praying and putting his hands on him, 
he healed him. And when he at verse 9, when it had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. Yeah. Amen. And have you been to Malta? Yes. Yeah. There's churches here, there and everywhere. <laughs> the church of the snake and the church, well, not the snake, the church of where it all happened. And there's church. Something obviously happened. We don't, doesn't, isn't recorded that there was a church planted on the island, but it must have. Okay, maybe church, lots of churches are planted on that island. Paul never returned. Lots of places he would return and put elders in place and establish the church so it could continue to grow. But here he didn't return. We're not told any more about it. But history tells us. Okay, history tells us there's no snakes on Malta. Did you know that? I don't know if it goes back to this or not. Some people say that Paul cursed all the snakes and they all, they all died. But anyway, that's not in the Bible. But that, it did, there are no snakes on Malta. But there are churches on Malta. That's the most important thing. Not there's no snakes. Okay, God did a work. Okay, in the, on that island, all because of a shipwreck, all because everything fell apart. God did something and put everyone back together again, like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> See, this whole experience for Paul, okay, didn't stop him being who he was in Christ, a Christian, a preacher of the kingdom of God, and it's the same. It's the same with Jesus on the cross. In a sense, the cross is the greatest wreck of all. Here's Jesus bleeding and dying, bruised and beaten. Anyone looked like a wreck, it was Jesus on that cross, wasn't it? And yet through Jesus on the, on the cross, bleeding and dying for you and me, he knew the promise of God that after three days he was going to be raised again. And he was just holding on to that. Even his heavenly father had forsaken him, but he was still holding on to God's promises. Yeah, we'll never have that, will we? God the Father will never forsake us. He's promised us that. But he, he did forsake Jesus on the cross. And all Jesus had was that after three days, he knew his Bible, didn't he? He knew that the story of Jonah, that three days later he would come back to life again. And Jesus held on to that as he died on that cross for you and me and for the rest of the world. What about your wreck? Yeah? What about my wrecks in life? The things that go wrong? whether it's snake bites or big wrecks, we need to know that we're still involved in the plans and the purposes of God. In a church in Pontadawi that I used to pastor at one time, Peter Bridgens was there. Some of you might know Peter Bridgens. He passed away this year, sadly. Uh, Peter was a, uh, he was a real pastor in himself. He, he loved people. And he kept Pontadawi Church going for many, many years when everyone else would give up on it. And he was there. And he had on the door on the way out, I don't know if any of you have been there, but uh, you are now on the door on the way out, so everyone could see as they're walking out, you are now entering the mission field. Okay? I think that was really good. And I've been thinking about that recently because that, that's so true. And, but actually, we need a, another sign on the outside of the door for us when we come in. We are now entering the mission training school. Every time you come to church, okay, God has given gifted men and women to train you okay, to follow Jesus and to make other followers. And so when we come in here, we are being trained. Yeah? Yes, we're having fellowship with one another. Yes, we're breaking bread and we're remembering Jesus. That's part of it. But we're being trained in order to then, when we go back out again, to enter the mission, mission field. So this is a missions training room this morning. Did you know that? And we've just learned a little bit from Paul's life and what it means to be, you know, it's really hard, isn't it, to be like that all the time? To be a Christian. Who thinks it's hard being a Christian all the time? 
Yeah, putting your faith into it. But that's what is required of us, yes? We are following Jesus. Jesus did it, Paul did it, and God wants us to do it. So whatever comes our way, it doesn't change who we are. It doesn't change our plans and our purposes that God has for us. It actually sometimes (laughs) magnifies it and increases it. And so Paul, who thought he was just going to Rome, actually saw a whole island being touched by the power of God on his way. (laughs) Just just happened on the way, you know. And that's what happens. Shipwrecks, (laughs) okay, can open up the way, can lead to great opportunities. And... uh, Ruth was saying, doesn't know what week you've had. Maybe there's an opportunity in that. Don't let go, okay? Don't just say, oh, I'm I'm handcuffed to a Roman guard or whatever. I'll sink with the ship. Don't just say, I'm going to give up and die because I've been bitten by a snake. Get involved, okay? God will start putting people in your life that will help you, and then you'll be able to minister and help them. And then others will come and hear and marvel at what God is doing. Amen? Amen? Can I pray? Let's just close our eyes. Father, we thank you for the Missio Day of God, God's mission in this world. Lord, you sent your one and only Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to come into this world. He was holy and perfect in every way, and he came into this sinful world. He lived a perfect life and gave himself up on that cross for everyone. And through that wreck, through that suffering Lord through all that he went through he brought us all to saving faith and eternal life by rising from the dead Lord we thank you for that and Lord for Paul's life and for our own lives Lord whatever we go through I just pray this morning Lord help us to see you in it all help us to follow you through it all help us to grasp hold of the opportunities to meet other people in it to touch other people through it and for others to see how we respond to these things. Lord, I just ask this now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.